what VisionCon is, it is Springfield, Missouri's oldest pop culture convention and one of its oldest conventions ever. This is the Canines for Camo podcast, episode seven. I'm Lisa Hamblin, and I'm sitting down with Zach Wilson, who is one of the organizers of this year's VisionCon. I am at the most incredible building I think I have ever been in, <laughs> the Fairbanks, which is an old school in Springfield. And I walked in, found the person I'm looking for, Zach, and he's with me right now. Hi, Zach. Hi. It's so wonderful to be here. Well, I'm glad you're with me because I want to know a lot about this event you guys are planning at the end of April. We are lucky at Canines for Camel because we're going to benefit financially from the work you do there. We'll get to that in just a second. Talk to me about VisionCon. It's been around for over 30 years now. Uh, I've only been a part of it for about the last two. But uh, my role in VisionCon is I am the MC, and more recently, I've also taken up the mantle of guest manager. So my job with VisionCon is kind of twofold uh, with the guest manager position. Uh, leading up to Con, as many uh, pop culture convention goers are familiar with, there is often celebrity guests. So uh, my job is to reach out to celebrities um, kind of negotiate with them their contracts, any things that they would like to have there if they are going to come, make sure their flight goes according to plan, and once the wheels uh, from the plane touches the pavement of Springfield, Missouri, my job as guest manager is officially done. Mm. Uh, after that, I put it on to my team of guest handlers who cover everything from tracking the money that they earn each day. Uh, that way they have got an organized list of money they made through each day, uh, as well as getting them to and from panels, uh, getting them to and from their main Q&A, which I will talk about here in a little bit, uh, to just making sure the green room's stocked and if they want this specific burger from this specific area at this specific time, <laughs> by golly, they're gonna get it. When you say celebrities, mm -hmm. What are you talking about? So celebrities from all walks of life, all generations, all fandoms, a big thing about VisionCon that we like to touch on is we try to get as many fandoms as possible. And for those who aren't familiar, fandoms are essentially groups of people that are fans of certain properties. So be it Buffy the Vampire Slayer or anime, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and so many more. So we try to get as many folks from as many things as possible because we want to make it inclusive to everyone in Springfield and the Midwest in general. So this year we did focus a lot on voice actors from video games, anime, uh, with anime being arguably, obviously this is kind of, uh, can be subjective or whatnot, but with anime being uh, as popular as it is currently, uh, there is a large demographic of people who are very interested in learning more about the people who voice some of their favorite characters. So we've got coming on this year, we have Lori Faso, who uh, folks will probably recognize him the most from voicing Raphael in uh, the TMNT Secret of the Ooze. Uh, we've also got uh, George Lowe, who folks will probably know him as Space Ghost from uh, Adult Swim slash Cartoon Network's uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast and Cartoon Planet. 
We've got Megan Hollingshead, who is most famous for her role as Nurse Joy from Pokemon, My Valentine from Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shizune from Naruto, and a plethora of others. Uh, Quentin Flynn, who is most notably uh, Raiden from the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Uh, Iruka Sensei from Naruto. Axel from Kingdom Hearts. We've also got Paul St. Peter rounding us out uh, as uh, Kurama from Naruto, uh, Zemnis from the Kingdom Hearts franchise, and uh, Leomon from Digimon. So just being the voice of these characters is enough to generate fans oh that want to go see them. So these characters really speak to individuals. Like if you've played, especially in video games and anime, which is more often than not lawn form content, you get to know these characters through tens of hundreds of hours, depending on how long the game is, that you really start to connect with them. And uh, being able to meet the voice behind that, the one that breathed life into these characters, I mean, folks go nuts for her. And clearly, it's created a little extra revenue stream for these people. Not mm -hmm. only did they voice the character and have that as a job, but to be able to appear at something like VisionCon, that's just a little icing on the cake. Absolutely, and just to see some of the people when they the fans come to, and it's nothing like we need to worry about security over. I mean, they're just so psyched, so just like, <laughs> I mean, we've got the screamers, the people who cry once they meet them, the, the fans that they're not a security risk, but they're definitely, more jazzed than others, yeah. so we've got the, they've definitely got those ones. But uh, there, it's just it's very heartwarming to see, especially after so much time apart with COVID, uh, making yeah. us because the last two years of VisionCon we actually did virtually. Uh, the first one was actually all done via Zoom and uh, my laptop at home. Mm. So while that was fun uh, and it was actually all all free to the public. Um, it wasn't the same at all. Uh, and then last year, we tried to uh, do it in person again, but uh, we had kept a close eye on the uh, kind of status of how COVID was, and we deemed it not safe yet to uh, bring that many people mm -hmm. that VisionCon brings um, all together quite at that moment, because public health and safety is always our first priority. And how many people are you thinking that will be this year? We, uh, we are usually run into the thousands. So with COVID, that definitely wasn't something that we were comfortable doing, but we still wanted, I mean, missing, not having VisionCon at all a year, unacceptable. So we are very happy that we are being able to get uh, back to business and having it in person this year, finally. Awesome. And for people who don't know what else goes on at VisionCon, I can understand that there are celebrities that you're bringing in and people want to meet them and get signings and stuff. What else, if I am brand new to this, what else will I find at VisionCon? I also host the cosplay contest where we have three different levels of uh, that people can uh, compete in. We've got the beginner level that are for kind of the younger audience or people that are just getting into uh, cosplay. We've got the intermediate level where folks definitely have a good grasp of cosplay and kind of all that kind of takes. A lot of people in that category build their own cosplays and are very talented in their own right. And then we've got the expert or master level where folks have some of the most incredible cosplays, some of which are actually original characters as well, which a lot of people don't realize that the 
not so for cosp normal cosplayers who cosplay just pre-existing characters that in and of itself is mind-boggling how accurately they can portray those characters but to actually go above and beyond and create your own character its own lore its own story and incorporate fantastic cosplay i mean it's mind-boggling but uh so yeah there's three separate categories and uh first second or third place for each category as well as best of show of the entire cosplay contest I'm fortunate enough to host that event. Uh, there's also a um, halftime show where uh, a very popular and well-renowned uh, cosplay dance group, Kira Kira Springfield, always performs during the halftime show. Mm -hmm. They're always a big hit. <laughs> I enjoy this one just because I get to ham it up. Uh, it's called the Cosplay Dating Game. Oh my gosh. So think <laughs> the traditional old-timey uh, dating game mm -hmm. show but you add cosplay to it. Now this one is 18 plus, though I do tell everybody at the start, like listen, we're here to have fun, we're here to have a good time, but don't be weird. Uh. <laughs> don't be weird. Uh, I've got the uh, head of security guy close by and he's, uh, he's a big boy. So gotta uh, keep it clean. Keep it clean, we can have fun, but don't be weird. Yeah. And nobody has ever really had that, that much of an issue. Uh -huh. uh, a lot of, it's just a big fun thing where Dress up in my suit and tie. We've got the old-timey fancy uh, dating game show music. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I pick uh, bachelors and bachelorettes from the audience. Uh, and normally, not always, sometimes they're just acting as themselves. They kind of be on a traditional game show sort of thing. But oftentimes, uh, they are acting as the character that they are cosplaying as. So that's a really fun kind of spin and twist on the usual formula. Mm -hmm. But so that is, for the, for the most part, the main things that I do. But to say those were the only things that you could enjoy would be a stark lie. <laughs> we have so many things from workshops on how to uh, build your own uh, woodworking material and uh, kind of laser engraving. Um, there's a very popular serial killer podcast, which uh, kind of delves into not only real life serial killers, kind of like true crime, but also uh, popular like anime or uh, pop culture serial killers, like Dexter, for example, oh, yeah. kind of analyzing the psychological and uh, lore-based stuff about that. And that's almost wall-to-wall -wall full every I single bet. year. I bet, yeah. We've also got a bunch of kids programming, vendors, more vendors than you could ever hope to visit. And a vendor would be someone selling what? So uh, it can range from a lot of things, from uh, materials and items that they have created that obviously have like a pop culture reference to it. Like for example, uh, and forgive me if I misquote the name, but uh, St. Louis Ocarina. So for those of you that are fans of the Legend of Zelda series, uh, the Ocarina is the uh, instrument, the magical instrument that Link uses uh, in Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So they create these almost one-to-one -one replicas of the in-game Ocarina, and they always sell like hotcakes. For those of you that are listening to this right now and might be interested in uh, taking part in the cosplay contest, I highly encourage you to do so. However, we do ask that you take a close eye at the uh, rules and regulations of the cosplay contest because while I'm sure you have a lot of great stuff in your cosplay, we want to make sure it's safe for not only you, but everyone else involved. And there's rules. I mean, mm -hmm. just like anything in life, you need to play by the rules. Absolutely. Okay. Cosplay. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what that involves because I can understand costume mm -hmm. and play. Mm -hmm. How do they come together? So it's essentially the two mesh together as the name kind of suggests. Um, and the beautiful thing about it, and especially in this area, is that it can be whatever you want. If you want to pour thousands of hours 
from VisionCon now to VisionCon next year, devoting to your cosplay, that is totally valid and totally welcome. If you wanna wear just a wacky wig and maybe put on a fun shirt and call yourself a certain character, that's just as valid. It's really whatever you want to do with it. Most people, not all, most people do show up in cosplay, though we encourage everybody to come. But it's just a lot, a lot of fun. And how I've had VisionCon described to me from a lot of cosplayers who are kind of a little bit more timid starting out is they feel safe here. They don't feel like just because they haven't poured thousands of hours in their cosplays that they deserve to be here any less. So if you want to come just in a costume, mm -hmm. fine. Absolutely. If you want to come in your costume as that character and kind of act like that character, is that where the play comes in? Essentially, yeah. A lot of people only reserve um, doing, like, playing the part of the character for the cosplay contest. Um, now, that's not that's not saying that's for everybody. For example, if you're cosplaying a character who, uh, for example, doesn't normally talk or talk that often, if you are, if fans are interacting with you and would like to take a picture of you with you, they often play the part and just yeah. maybe nod their heads or uh, maybe try to do a voice. But again, I'm painting with a broad brush here. Normally, while they're out and about on the con floor and people just want to take pictures with them, they're just going to act like their normal selves. But, uh, but with as many cosplayers in here, just as many people show up in just shirt and jeans, just here to experience all that VisionCon has to offer. That sounds really fun. Mm -hmm. The event is three days? Three days. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, April 29th to May 1st. Uh -huh. um, the doors open earlier than this, but the festivities officially began at about 4.15 p.m. on Friday, and then end about two-ish, give or take, uh, on Sunday. Location? Uh, that is going to be uh, the Springfield Convention Center, which is part of the University Plaza Hotel. Uh, it's here in Springfield. And uh, it's a beautiful venue. Do you know how Canines for Camel came to be chosen as the charity? I do not, but I cannot express to you how happy I am. <laughs> both for you guys uh, being the charity that is benefiting this year and also your uncanny and greatly appreciated patience. Uh, you guys were originally going to be our uh, charity that benefited, benefiting charity uh, with us in 2020. And obviously COVID happened and we weren't able to really provide you guys with much outside of um, a, a lot of uh, publicity with the Virtual Vision Con and same thing with 2021. Uh, and so now with 2022, we have a lot to thank you guys for. And so we're really glad that you guys are still with us and joining us this year for uh, in-person VisionCon. Right, and of course that goes both ways because mm -hmm. to be able to get a donation from such a large event with so many people actually showing up, um, you know, being able to get money to have another dog or two trained, I mean, just it literally changes a life, mm -hmm. it changes three lives. We've talked about that. I mean, it's, first of all, the dog is rescued, then the inmate that trains the dog gets a new sense of humanity, yeah. and then the veteran gets this dog that will make it possible for him or her to get in public again, or 
feel safe in public again. Absolutely. So it's all good stuff. And Absolutely. the money is, is going to go to a wonderful, wonderful thing. So, and that's what makes working for VisionCon so fulfilling. And I say, I use the vernacular working. We are actually all volunteers from the board of directors to the first time handler. Nobody gets paid. All of the proceeds from the con goes back to the benefiting charity. So to hear all the great work that you guys do, like it just makes an already amazing and fun experience for all of us who work on staff just that more rewarding. Absolutely. Well, what do you think people need to know that we haven't talked about? Vision Con is about providing a haven and a place for people to just be their nerdy selves. Whether that be they came out the womb being Star Wars fans to just recently finding out who Luke Skywalker was. From your anime fans who have read dozens of manga cover to cover to just starting My Hero Academia, this place is for you. And we have something for everybody. If you're not a huge fan of anime, no worries. We've got more comics than you can shake a stick at. Video games out the wazoo. We've got uh, video game tournaments going on at the convention. A whole game hall dedicated just to D&D. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, for those mm -hmm. you who don't know. Um, <laughs> card games, board games, you name it. We've even got a LARPing area for people who want to get really into role-playing. We've got it all, and that's what VisionCon's about. Making a safe and fun place for as many people as possible. Great. All right, we'll sum it up one more time. How much does it cost to get in? So if you re-register for your tickets before April 29th, it's going to be $45 for a three-day pass. If you wait and come at the door, uh, if you are above seven, age 17, uh, you, it's going to be $45 just for a day pass. Uh, younger than that would be $35. So I highly recommend you guys, even if you are planning to come just one day, uh, go ahead and pre-register for that $45 for a three-day pass because you might come Friday and be like, wow, I'm having a lot of fun. I think I want to stick around for Saturday and or Sunday. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So go on the website, which is? Uh, VisionCon.net. Uh, you'll see a part in the tabs called Bypasses. You'll just click on that and it'll take you from there. Perfect. Zach, thank you so much. And thank you again for uh, letting canines be part of it and get, getting us involved in something with so many people. The awareness that we were going to be able to put out that day. Uh, whenever we're there to appear, I, I think it's just going to be a blessing to canines to, to welcome this group into our fold. Well, I can tell you with 100% certainty, no sycophancy whatsoever. It's sincerely our pleasure. This is a production of Canines for Camo, an organization that serves those who served us. If you want to learn more about Canines for Camo, find us on Facebook or our website, caninesforcamo.org. If you liked what you listened to today, make sure and hit subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode drops. We'll see you next time.